In our last episode, we let off with gadget season being upon us, and we weren't wrong. Samsung came out early with their fall lineup of devices, and if you couldn't tell, we think they're pretty great. But if Samsung snuck out first, it wasn't for lack of the industry at large being right on their heels. In just a few short days, virtually every technology brand you've heard of in the last decade will be taking to the stage, peddling their latest wares, and trying oh so desperately to make the case for why their device, service, or flying car is the most important purchase you could hope to make this holiday season. We came into this expecting to be brief, to do a purely 50,000 foot overview of what's ahead and then let the events and products speak for themselves. But seriously, have you not learned anything yet by listening to this show? It's a brisk pace nonetheless, with five major events and countless others in their periphery happening just in the next five weeks. Apple, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon, Google, all have major flagship level announcements in store. With that in mind then, the real question on everyone's mind is which of them will be worth your time? Which of them will actually move the needle in their respective space? And honestly, which of them will actually be any good? A month's worth of caffeine is already flowing, so let's dive right in and see just what big tech has in the pipeline as we kick off gadget season 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And if you can't tell by my voice, Cody's not here because he's afraid to be even close to me through a monitor. No. Um, <laughs> No, okay. Cody's off today. It's just me and Eric, and uh, I, I'm here mostly in spirit. I apologize in advance for whatever sounds are coming out of my mouth that are not <laughs> entirely words. Um, I promise I look and feel about as good as I sound, but it's been several weeks since we've been on due to a lot going on, both weather-wise here in this part of the country. Um, yeah. We had some near-scare hurricane-type events um, that in our line of work mean pretty much everything else takes a side when that happens. Yeah, for sure. And um, and then Cody and I did uh, sneak up to a you know relatively large convention event last week that um, I solemnly swear is not where I got this terrible sound in my throat. <laughs> so I de- digress. Delayed. Yes, good old concrud, as we like yep, to call it. Delayed so, believe me when I tell you, it's been a problem since well before COVID was a thing. Right. But, anywho, um, but we are here. Eric and I are here, and we wanted to make sure we got this is not going to be a crazy long one. It's going to be limited by one of two things our content or my voice. Because um, not one even Eric two. can carry this one alone, alone, because I have all the notes. Yeah, there so, we go. <laughs> um, because Eric didn't prepare. Eh, details. Um, <laughs> But what we wanted to jump in and talk about some today is really because this is the kickoff, right? And we talked about it a little bit recently when um, when Samsung had their event. You know, really that was like the first big gadget season event. But Samsung yeah. did theirs crazy early. Yeah, the it was rest, way early. Yeah, the rest of the industry though is like primed and ready to go. In fact, as we were preparing just a little bit ago for this morning. Um, as I was reading the dates aloud, it's really crazy to think about all the activity we're going to have in just a few short weeks yeah, and less then it than won't a month. stop. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of them is less than a week away. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, really it begins in five short days from when we're recording this. So obviously we are not going to be able to do one-to-one episodes as these come out for each one. There's frankly yeah. too much, and this is not enough of a main component of what we do every day. Yeah. So um, we're going to do our best to a kick it off here, run through what we expect. A lot of it's, rumor driven frankly a lot of it's fact driven some of these companies are not waiting around for the event and we'll talk about that a little bit more here heavy air quotes leak that yeah that we'll get to yeah that the leak that's basically the ceo holding the device saying exactly yeah come look at this um so we'll run through all that and uh, this is really just meant to be there's no big revelations to be had here um what a thing to say when you want people to listen to your show um no it's 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 really primarily about this is it this is the beginning this is the true i said the samsung event was the first event of the year of the of the season i mean this is the beginning in earnest where it is now just the dead dash into what will become the holiday shopping season quarter four end of year and then poof we're going to look up and it's going to be ces and it's time to start the thing all over again right but i love that this is really the culmination of 
it really didn't feel like all that long ago because it wasn't that we were doing our CES recap episode because CES being right at the top of the year does in a literal physical calendar sense kick off the year. But what's also funny is you really have three buckets of, of things at CES. Things that get announced that you can buy relatively soon. Like they're pretty much like, you know, either buy it today or go get it next week. Right. Then there's the things that are never going to exist. Our dear <sighs> beloved vaporware. The stuff where it's like, look at this floating zero gravity golden toilet seat. Wouldn't you love one? So would we. Someday maybe we're going to make it. And the answer yeah. is they're not, by the we're way. Never gonna make it. Um and there, there's that bucket. And then finally, there's the things that get announced at CES that do finally see the light of day eventually. But the irony is here in like really August, September, even sometimes a little bit later, seven, eight, ten months later is when those devices normally start. Like Samsung is right now finally releasing availability and pricing information for basically monitors for the most part that we saw at CES eight months ago. Right. So. Yeah, that they were just starting to talk about. Yeah, that's crazy to think about that it takes that long for them to roll it out. That they're showing it that early before early. getting it in anyone's hands. Yeah, exactly. So that's the interesting part. But really, the, these these events are special because primarily, really, with the exception of, I wonder if Apple is going to say the words Vision Pro at their event, knowing full yeah. well that it's not coming out until not, next year. But yeah. for the most part, these events are going to be about. Here's a lineup of devices. Here's the software behind them. Here's when you can pre-order them. Here's how much they'll cost. Like that's the basic format for what a lot of these episodes are. I'm sorry, a lot, a lot of these events are. Some of them are about devices that have already been talked about by them. Forget mm -hmm. leaks. Like some of them have been talked about by the companies themselves. And we'll talk about that as we go through each one as well. So with no further ado, um, mostly in the interest of still being able to hear me by the end of it, we are going to rapid fire style our way through yeah. this one a little bit. So uh, buckle up, hang in, and We're start just paying down those credit cards, people. No, yep. I, I kid. I kid as always. Please pay cash. But um, <laughs> don't overspend. Um, and especially don't spend what you don't have. So. Truly, with no further ado, kicking off, we, we're going to do our best to do these in chronological order. P.S., by the way, this is not an exhaustive list. There are other yeah, events more. going yep. on, but these are, we tried to pick out the five that primarily revolve around devices, companies, or services that we talk about most frequently on this show. So as I want to say, please don't email me. I know there is a company holding a you know, backroom event at some convention hall in Las Vegas sometime in early October. Neat. I I, I don't doubt <laughs> that, but there's only so much. We're only two guys, Cody. Thanks. Yeah. No, um, we're, <laughs> there's only so much we can cover. So with that, for, first up, I swear it's only because theirs is first. Yeah. Um, ha -ha. It's literally no, um, Tuesday, right? Yeah, so we're, we are bringing you this recording on Friday, September the 8th. Um, in just a few short days, on Tuesday, September 12th, Apple is going to have its iPhone 15 launch event. Wonderlust. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going <laughs> they on They always got to name them, like, I love it. They have to name <laughs> them, but at least the names used to be like, I, one of my favorite things to do was to watch the internet lose its mind trying to decode the invitation. What they meant. Yeah, by the picture what, that they released. And, what's yeah, the meaning? There, yeah. you know, there's a pixel that's offset by 12 pixels to the left. Does that yeah. mean that this is going to be a 12-inch? Yeah. No. <laughs> it's an invitation, man. But I forget. There was one that people were convinced meant they were going to announce a TV. I'm like, dude, yeah, it's a rectangle. Like <laughs> there, there's the, 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 the invitation is a rectangle. Just move on. But, <laughs> Anyway, they're limited by form factor. No, but yeah, I mean, they're they've had a lot of quote unquote leaks already, like they always do for for upcoming Apple events. I mean, we know this is the time. This is the iPhone event primarily because yes. it always yes. is every year. So we know that we're getting a new iPhone. Um, yes, or five, depending on who you listen to. Well, that's <laughs> just it. We know we're going to get. I, I. It is a safe thing to say we're going to get iPhones. Uh. Yeah. Like we're we're going to get an iPhone and an iPhone Pro. Yeah, we're likely we're almost certainly going to get at least a Pro and a Pro Max. Maybe what I think because that would I would be, be 
you know, the ultra or True. whatever they're talking about. I don't know if it's going to replace okay, good, or add to. Good, good point. Uh, that, that's and then the the thing that I'm most questionable of is if we're going to necessarily what we're going to see screen size option wise at the non pro level. Yeah, because I've seen some interesting information about like sales numbers for like. Are people one. buying the cheap big one? Are people buying the cheap little one? And air quotes, full disclosure, none of these are cheap. Let's no. just be moving no. on. The SE is not even technically cheap, but I digress. No. Um, but like half, half this event is known. Because again, Apple gets up on stage several months earlier and tells us about the operating system. It's like iOS 17 is known. There's mm-hmm. obviously going to be some, I shouldn't say that. Typically, there are device specific features that we don't necessarily know about because they'll be quote unquote unique or at least built for this new device that we haven't seen yet and apple on the whole does do a better job of keeping those leaks intentional or otherwise on wraps in the roll-up to their event we know about how big they're going to be we've all pretty much consigned ourselves to the ever-growing camera bump yep and guys seriously industry-wide get it under control I, I do mean this i i am growing weary of the camera bump well and, seriously and the, the the also the thing to me about the whole camera bump situation is it can be solved by not being obsessed with the phone being thin and light because if they Exa- increased the thickness of the phone thickness. and added more battery that we're going to get battery battery you could fit and, in that device. Right. Yes. And we're going to get rid of the camera bump. And yeah, it's going to be slightly larger in your hand, but compared to the original iPhone or phones, even just a few years ago, it's already still going to be thinner just by doing, I yeah. mean, it's just, it's ridiculous that it, they can't make it the same thickness as the camera bump, but I, I don't know. I, I realize these are like not genuinely comparable things, but I think about the M2 MacBook air which right. I have storiedly said on this show many times is one of my favorite laptops of all time. I carry yeah. it every single day. What's funny to me about that device is they made it thinner by making it thicker. Right. Because technically it is at both, it is, it is simultaneously thinner and thicker than its predecessor because it is thinner than the, the wedge shaped yep. iPad. I'm sorry, MacBook air. It is thinner at it compared to its thickest point, but because it's not wedge shaped, it is thicker than its thinnest points. Right. And on the whole, meaning it is on average a thinner device, but it is still, to your point, Eric, by being thicker at the front, capable of having a bigger battery. Yep. And coupled with an M2 processor, like it just adds yep. up to be an awesome on the go machine. And I'm not saying we make the iPhone a just absolute Brick. concrete slab. Yeah. No, but there's got to be a middle ground here. I just, I don't understand. And I get it. They've all decided, well, you're going to have a case anyway, but who cares? Right. Even with a case on my phone, my phone does not sit flat on a table. And I think that's ridiculous. I yeah, do. No, I it's yeah, that's, absolutely that's very ridiculous. true. Yeah, you, yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at the back the of my cases, case right now. The cases yeah. can no longer compensate entirely right. for bump without having a bump themselves right because oh, i mean they could they could make their case super well, thick all the sure, way around it and then fit, it would yeah. it would turn your phone into a brick because it would add even more thickness than what they would add by increasing the size of their you know i don't know yeah. it, it's ridiculous but they the um the other thing that i you know they talked about as well that's gonna that's gonna cheese me off a little bit if they do it <laughs> and it's simply yeah. because i waited so long was ah. i i got i got a, an apple watch ultra uh yes recently and i love it and now they're talking about putting in the releasing the two which is you know i and again i've heard reports on both ends that they're going to be maybe talking about it or some of the features that may go into it and they're not going to be announcing it yet and then i've also heard that they're going to be announcing it alongside the nine so i've heard pretty good coverage that's going to be a series a launch for series nine smartwatches and a new yeah, ultra. A new ultra. Well, yeah. I've all but given in there's going to be an ultra. Mm-hmm. My question mark is is it going to be a here's an iterative processor bump and we tweak the tension on the whatever? Or form factor is it gonna change. be a meaningful is are are they gonna go all in and do a and do a meaningful upgrade one generation in, which is not very common for them, yeah. In Apple land. Because really a, it takes time to design and iterate these devices, but also it takes 
often multiple generations to pay back all of your engineering and tooling mm-hmm. for that ge- for that design. So for them to radically change the design one generation in yeah. would be surprising. The only thing that would get me on that is if what also happens sometimes is they have a vision for what they want the device to be. And for insert manufacturing product or component reasons, they can't pull it off for the first one. Right. But they know they can get there by the second one. So they start in parallel. They launch with what they know they can get onto shelves because they want to start making money. Knowing full well a year later, that's the time they needed to get what they wanted to launch in the first place out into the wild. Yeah. This could, and I don't know, but this could, I would just be really, really shocked if they went in saying, we're just going to, we're just going to, you know, form factor shift this. The the other one could be the, the ultra is sufficiently niche that this could, this could be following the iPod principle, which is we've already sold critical mass to the market of people yeah. that are likely to buy an ultra. And the only way to keep driving sales is to change the shape, change the color. Cause yeah. that's how they sold iPods for a decade yeah. was every Christmas change the shape, change the color. Or, and or the people gonna, that bought one last year, the year before are more likely to buy another one this year. Right. Or they're going to, you know, there's going to be a couple of different ultras. I don't know if they would do that because they probably still have remaining stock of the of the one now, and then they also are going to sell a round one or whatever, you know. And you can, and you can or, choose, you know. And we can what if it to death until yeah. until the event. I mean, that's the whole point of this episode is to what if it to death, I guess. But this could also be a play to get a quote unquote new one out to then, as they classically do, keep the first one around at a lower price right. and make the ultra a little bit more accessible. I don't know if they would actually do that just because. You lower the. We talked about this when the Ultra came out. It's an expensive watch, yeah. but once you put it to what you're getting for your money, it's bordering on a value proposition compared to the Series Eight. Right. So you push the price down to the Ultra so much, unless you just really don't want a giant watch, which is yeah. that is some people. Some people don't want a watch that big, and I get why. And I was like, one of those people for a while for until a while. I really got it on my wrist and looked at it, and I was like, okay, I want it now. So yeah. So. <laughs> I, I would just say if you push the price of the ultra down too much, it is like bordering on cannibal self cannibalization. I guess that's what cannibalization means. But anyway, cannibalization territory yeah. of the series eight and nine, and nine I, yeah. I, I, yeah, at, at that point. Um, because really, what seven ninety nine? If they push it down even a hundred dollars well, to six ninety nine, it would be they would right essentially there. they would essentially need to just stop making their stainless steel. Of the other, you know, of the series eight and nine is, you know, yeah. cause that, that's where the, that's where the, you lose the value proposition. Cause the regular watch is three ninety nine or whatever is right. cheaper. But once you get into the stainless steel one, it's six ninety nine versus seven ninety nine, And you're like, and it's once, once, once you start piling in cellular, cause all ultras yep. come with cellular. And so right. again, it'll just be interesting to watch. I would just be, it would be for the modern Apple, especially for the Tim Cook era Apple, mm-hmm. it would be. Unlike, I would don't want to say un- unlikely. It's just rare that they would do a big shift one generation. One in. generation. My my role would be if they do that, it's because they actually couldn't launch the watch they wanted to last year. Yeah. And they've been working and on they, it alongside. And they've been working right. on it alongside. And and that, and that's easily believable. I mean, yeah. especially last year, we're just coming off supply chain shortages. We're just yeah. you know manufacturing was just kicking back up again. Like all these engineering teams took a hit from the push to remote with COVID. Like there was a lot yeah. of stuff that was happening through the latter days right of the development cycle that. of yep. that product. So I, I could see it, but back to the phone. I mean, we'd be remiss for not talking about like, okay, there's rumors around to your point about ultras and will we yeah. see titanium, titanium frames phone. and yeah, yeah cr- you know, crazy camera stuff changes yeah, to the bezels and zooms and yeah, all that sure. kind of stuff they're talking about. I honestly leave all that to, I'll wait until I see it on Tuesday. Really? It's it's just like, sure. I'm just already, I'm already ready to be ranting that my phone takes great pictures. Mm -hmm. My phone has taken great pictures for several generations, save maybe a couple years ago, Apple like did Something. One too many shrooms one year, and that camera yeah, it was, was out weird, of control. Yeah, it was a was weird it, camera. For, was it the twelve, the thirteen? I, I think it, it was the twelve. I think it was the twelve. Yeah. It was literally that was just the year my camera was on holiday. But anyway, um, I'm all. I'm not saying I'm not want for better for a better camera. I always want a better camera. We've talked about what I've spent on quote unquote better cameras. <laughs> yeah, both <too>. of us. <laughs> um, 
but I also want my pants to look normal when my, and I don't mean the size of, I buy the biggest phone for a reason, but like <laughs> the actual camera bump, I just, I keep coming back to this. The camera bump is getting out of control. Yeah. And the peris- and periscope zoom lens is not going to make that not going better. to help. No. no. Um, the refinements need to be in the industrial design of the device itself mm-hmm. to bring these into the chassis of the phone or to it just, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, there has to be, there has to be some way to engineer this that, or make the phone a little thicker and add some more battery. I mean, that's right. You know, like we talked Meet about it already, but that's middle. really the solution that I'd like to see. But I want a flush phone, but at least give me a phone that doesn't have an every single year appreciably bigger bump. It's just, it's becoming unwieldy. And yeah. I think that that's, that's unfortunate. So, but the tiny but real gorilla in the room uh-huh. is the little hole in the bottom of your phone that yep. for the last decade plus has been a lightning connector apple's proprietary connector that replaced the 30 pin to much fanfare cool yep and it's time to move on hopefully <laughs> not in apple's opinion no, i just want not. to get it out of the way because of a room full of people in europe apple will likely be delivering USB-C on the iPhone. We've seen it on the iPad now <clears throat> for a while. Yeah, for sure. And <clears throat> they um they yeah, they're like you said, they're being forced into it by yes, Europe. by regulators. Yeah. And, you know, but also it's it's time. It's time. It's also way faster than the lightning cable. Yes. I mean, they're, they're they can no longer by, trade on. Yeah they, yeah. they can no longer trade on. We're doing our own connector because our connector is better. That's no longer true. Right. And, and I mean, and they obviously know this because they're putting Thunderbolt connectors on all of their MacBooks. Yes. You know, they've got them everywhere. They just go every I mean, other mainline device. You've pretty much got the iPhone yep. and the AirPods case. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. And so by their own admission, like if they do this and they don't update the AirPod case, it will be the last remaining thing that they're selling with a lightning jack on it. Yes. Which, by the way, the pair of AirPods Pro sitting on the table in front of me have never in their life been plugged into a lightning cable. Oh, because you just use the the I wirelessly charge them. Yeah. And I know that's what they've really wanted all along. Yeah. And I don't care. Give me a port. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it's not that hard not that hard to do i mean it's almost exactly the same shape i mean it's like slightly bigger i think the the port is slightly bigger but not by that much because it has the flange in the middle or whatever yes so usbc um be prepared people the onslaught of accessories my god yeah the belkins of the world are just like let's go yeah do it we're ready have the event yeah get the trucks ready boys um it's, it'll be really, really interesting to see. I do wonder if the broader ubiquity of wireless charging is going to water down. I think this change five years ago would have been like the world is collapsing around us. Sure. I have so many cables to go rebuy. Yeah. But yeah. the access to wireless, char- I think about all the places where I just have a wireless charging pad that I used to have a spaghetti pile of cables. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's what they've ultimately been aiming for the whole time, anyway. Yes, but but I, but I am no less excited for that USB-C because I I outside of the Apple products that make me, and I'll admit, it's not it's not like I just said I'm not going to buy this because it's got a Lightning port. I haven't drawn that hard of a line. But right. every other device, like we will not buy other devices in our house if they charge with something other than USB-C. Yeah, I mean, it's if we're getting to that point where everything needs to be on there. Well, okay, we do need to move on, but I want one more thing that I wanted to yeah. ask real quick. Do you think we're going to see an M3 announcement at this same event, or are they going to keep it limited to like iPhones and watches? And I, I think I think they'll keep it limited, um, unless the M3 is so incremental it's not worthy of. I I think we'll either get a whole other event. Or it won't be mentioned at an event at all. It'll just be a, the Apple store goes down one morning and it comes back up and we've got some M3 devices. Interesting. Um, If, if we don't see it, I don't, I I don't think we'll see it at this event at all. Okay. The question will be if M3 is important enough or if we get some form factor changes for something, we might get another event, maybe an October event. Right. Because 
it's about it's although I've heard iPads are probably going to be next year. So it's it's hard to say. It really, really yeah. normally, I shouldn't say normally, many times we've gotten an iPhone event in September and some time of um, iPad event in October. October. Yep. And that October event, because the iPad isn't quite, because it's not iOS, like it's a little bit of sure. a lighter event to begin with. We've seen some other hardware historically sneak into the iPad event. Right. But I've also heard pretty, not conclusively, but with some good, Good backing that iPad is looking to be more of a spring 2024 item. Mm, okay. And I do think we'll see M3 before that on some yeah, initial devices. I would think so. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I could just, I could see a world where, unless we're getting some form factor changes where M3 is sufficiently iterative that it's a, like I said, we wake up one morning, the Apple store went down for a couple hours and it came back up with, you know, buy it now the m3 macbook air looks right. like the mac m2 macbook air like yeah. it just you know because the m2 it, just picking on the macbook air again like that was a big form factor change i don't see that was, one yeah. changing no um, not anytime soon there's imac stuff that's due yeah. but again i've i've heard this bigger imac is not anytime soon like it could right. be mid to yeah. late next year and i'm dying for it i love yeah. the imac i've gone on the record that i love the imac i'm using one right now to record this episode i would love to have a bigger screen on it yeah. i just the imac has been an important part of my computing life for almost my entire i remember being in my elementary school computer lab with the, the predecessor IMAX, yeah. to the yeah. imac the big white ones yeah yep um all right so what's the next event so yes, I'm rolling right down. So that is September the 12th. One of the longest gaps we have gets us way, way out to September the 21st for Microsoft's, let's call it what it's going to be. It's going to be a Surface event. Okay. I, didn't they just have one? No, it's actually really? been a while. Okay. It's I been a little. Like they just had a Surface event, but maybe I just it, wasn't been, paying attention. It's, it's been a little while. Um, they, they did a refresh on the Surface Pro not too, too long ago. Right. But some other part, uh, some other parts of the Surface lineup are long in the tooth. Um, the Surface Go has not been refreshed in quite some time. Mm. The Surface Laptop really could use. Um, I'm sorry, What's the Surface Laptop Studio could oh, really okay. use a refresh. Right. Like so, so here's my thing: some of these devices either need refreshed or to be left behind, or just yeah. My, Microsoft just has gotten a little bit disjointed in their release cycles. And I get it. The surface, it's been heavily rumored that in some of Microsoft's big like headcount shakeups earlier mm -hmm. this year and late last year, the surface team got hit pretty hard. And I don't want to make, we talked about on the show. I don't ever make light of people losing their jobs. Surface, you know, the, the hardware teams across a lot of these companies because their own hardware offerings have not been hugely successful. Right. Surface, when we've talked about this before too, surface has been very successful in what it was designed to do, which was make the broader industry better. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're I great think devices. About, they're just, wonderful yeah. devices, but you walk into a Best Buy today and walk past the little table that's inevitably going to be there with all the Surface products on it, mm -hmm. walk out into the main PC area floor, gaze upon all the devices that are thin and light with good build quality, great trackpads, and an awesome screen. I want you to turn right around and give a nod of thanks to that Surface table yeah. because more than half of the devices on that floor, I believe this in my heart, more than half the devices on that floor would not exist in the, in the manner they do today had Microsoft not done Surface over 10 years ago Yeah, because agreed. the state of the Windows laptop was egregious in 2011. Oh, yeah. It was bad. It was all chunky, plastic, thick. Um, yeah just bricks you were carrying around like it was I, I think about those like the classic um like uh what were they think pads whatever the the, the um, oh yeah lenovo those big thick lenovo like industrial strength or like they were ibm making, before that yeah yep. everybody was making these industrial laptops back then and, and, you know, and if it wasn't that then it was yeah. uh, i when i went to college i had an asus laptop mm-hmm and it was one of the, I mean, I, and I, you and I spent the better part of my senior year of high school. You, you, anyone listening to the show knows how I research before buying a product, especially in a new category for me. I really never had a personal laptop before that. It wasn't as right. common back then. Um, but I was getting a laptop for school and I spent the better part of my senior year of high school researching and settled on this ACE. And I'd never even heard of ASUS before. Right. Um, but the research back all then, pointed yeah. towards this was the one and hardware. I mean, sorry horsepower wise it was a great laptop awesome laptop um 
the build quality, the, the trackpad was horrible. Mm-hmm. The screen was, I'm being kind by saying it was fine. <sighs> Battery life, build keyboard, just, and that was the state of laptops. Yep. And that would have been in 2006, 2007. You fast forward four or five years, in, in, you know, 2010, 11, even into 12 and beyond. Yeah. They weren't any better. They were getting, no, they were getting worse because yep. the industry decided, you know what our saving grace is going to be? Netbooks. Oh, we're going to make cheaper, okay. worse I laptops. I forget about netbooks. <laughs> I had the first Asus EPC. And I probably had the very first one in the town my college was in because I could bring out that device, like waiting for a class to start. People would stop and be like, what is that? Like <laughs> it, it, it definitely, it had a moment for yeah. sure. But because they were so tiny, I mean, you they didn't were, see but, much like that. But, but then yeah. the industry was like, oh my God, we can make these for $99, sell them for $399. People think they're getting a deal. Okay, sign. And then they yeah. just started factorying these things out with crappy little yeah, atom processors. When you, go, when you go, you pass the computer department in like Walmart or something. Yep. And there was just a line of Yeah, there was like 20 of those boxes. with one regular laptop in the mix yep. somewhere. Yeah. And then in 2012, we got Surface. Mm-hmm. And that proved and, and that was not a surface laptop that was just surface, surface yep. but it was the surface pro and the surface rt and all and it was microsoft proving because they were very very smart about it. they knew they couldn't just come out swinging and make a laptop that would piss off the people that made them a lot of money mm-hmm. but it set the tone for what a win what windows could look like and act like on a well-built purpose-driven device and then some years later we got the surface laptop and the surface um the Surface Go, Laptop Go, the studio, like they filled out this lineup that mm-hmm. Surface has not been a success and then it's made a bunch of money for Microsoft. It's made a lot more money than Pixel ever has for Google, let me tell right, you. For sure. Or Nexus before that. But they're both successful in that I believe and the, the the Samsung phone we have today, I think is as good as it is because of Nexus and Pixel before it. Mm-hmm. And I firmly believe the broader PC space, especially the PC laptop space, is as good as it is because what Surface has done to say, this is what it should be. When the first Surface laptop came out, I pointed out, I said, that's it. Mm-hmm. Go make that, all of you. Asus, Lenovo, Ace, H, all of you, go make that. And they did. Mm-hmm. And that's and, what the modern and the laptop better for it. Yeah. and the industry is better for it. So another diatribe. Back to Microsoft's on the 21st. Uh-huh. It'll be interesting to see what we get out of this. It's it'll be the first event they've had since that big layoff shift, right? You know, earlier on in the year, where we're going to get a I peek did, at what they've been up to. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get a peek at what they've been up to. I'm I'm hoping it's going to be good. Like, yeah, because you're right. The Surface Pro did get refreshed. I think it was earlier this year, but the rest of the Surface lineup could use some TLC. Yeah, and I just think this is kind of that moment where. Surface has done its thing and it continues to do a thing. Like it's still always good to have that watermark, you know what I mean, for where the industry should be and where it should be going. And Microsoft's doing a great job driving from that. But I'd love to see the Surface lineup get the proper attention that its quality deserves. Because I do think we would see it have a more broad impact if that were happening. Yeah. So definitely. I'm I'm watching it with interest. Um this, I've always had a soft spot for the Surface Pro, the Surface Laptop, as I've already mentioned. But even the little, like, I think about the Go lineup, like the Surface Go and the Surface Laptop Go. I want those to continue to do for the lower end of the space what the Surface Pro did for the upper end of the space. And then Microsoft came out saying, here's what a $1,000, $1,500 tablet or laptop should look like. They didn't go after the $500 part of the market. Yeah. It was years later. They're like, this is what a six $700 laptop could look like. And then what do you know? The bottom end of the market suddenly got a lot better too. Yeah. So I want that side of the equation to continue to get, you know, the attention. That yeah. I mean, I, they definitely have some more bugs to work out on the go line, but they're almost they there, but it's, they, you know, they are it just, well, it's, it's hard. I, I don't want to make light of it. It's harder, right? They're, 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 you're playing within the budgetary confines of what can we make and still have margin at $700. 
Yeah. And that's harder, right? A good screen costs money. A great battery costs money. A good processor costs money. Components are not cheap, even at the scale these companies are working at. Yeah. And as I say all the time, I do want these companies to be profitable. I want them to make money because I want them to exist and keep making cool stuff. Yeah. So this is not about make a device for $680 and sell it to me for $700. It's not going to work. Right. Samsung's discovering that on their phone lineup right now. <laughs> And Google's discovering it on everything they do. Everything. So, <laughs> speaking of all that, yeah. um, Next no, up. actually, so, so not jumping to, straight to, so that's, that's September 21st. Mm-hmm. Then just a few days later, still a big gap comparatively to the next, on September 27th, Meta is going to announce its oh Quest 3. Okay. Like, I'm I don't have to beat to around the bush go with that, but yeah, I don't have. Well, we barely have to beat around the bush, right? They already showed it to us. Like Zuck yeah. already came out because it was, if you remember, the day before the Vision Pro event. Mark's like, "Well, we yeah, might as well like, just go ahead and show everyone this. this." Yeah. Um. So we've already got a pretty good idea. What well, we already know what it's going to look like. We already know many of its specs. We already know what it's going to cost. So I think this event yeah. is going to be slightly less about the device itself. I mean, the device is going to be heavily featured by, I imagine it's going to be more about them making the case for the why, at least I hope so. Yeah. Like now that we've got it out of the way, we don't have to talk about it's 40% thinner. It's got this screen. They'll they'll do a run through of that again. Of course it's an announcement event, but I'm hoping they spend the lion's share of their time showing why. Yeah. And show me the use case. You know, they're going to, they're going to, take point for point everything that apple announced for the for the vision pro and show that theirs can meet or be the counter yeah you know at a at a lower price and well you know, they, they are going to selectively choose the things exactly. they know they, they know they can yeah. do of course they're and, and and rightfully so because these are not pun very much intended these are not apples to apples devices right but i think that that is the my excitement around the vision pro does not discount my excitement around the quest Right. Because I don't believe, as I've said many times, these markets are big enough to support all these products. Yeah. They very intentionally chosen their Meta has chosen their part of the market at three hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars. Apple has very much chosen their part of the market at thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. This doesn't have to be a religious war. Right. Like this isn't a I'm in this camp or that camp. You know who you are if you're going to go buy a thirty five hundred dollar headset. Yep. You also know who you are if you're going to wait and watch and someday buy one for maybe not a comma in it because eventually there will be one. Yeah, someday. That, that's fine. That's yeah. okay. In the meantime, go buy a Quest 3 and 4 and 5 and be happy with your life decisions because it's we both have Quest 2s. They're great devices. They're they fun. They do exactly fun. what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm excited for this because it's going to be an even better version of something that's fun and does what it's supposed to do. Yep. So what I'm hoping – that Meta does is address the apple-sized elephant in the room as they mm-hmm. should, but then spend most of their time building the case not for why this is a better option than the Vision Pro because they're barely the same device. Yeah, I want them to spend their time telling me why the Quest 3 is a great device, full stop. Yeah. Why should I want to buy it? What is it great at doing? How is it going to be meaningfully better than the Quest 2 that it replaces? Like, Will that's my the avatar story have I legs? Want. No, <laughs> I'll go ahead and get that out of the way. No, There's a building not. full of people apparently trying to solve yeah. that. No, I, I, I actually hope in a big. There's no getting around. They're going to address the metaverse, of course. Yeah, but I also to. hope they, they need to do well, something I, with it. Well, I hope they address it, but I also hope they spend like my. I'm not. I know I'm speaking purely for myself here. My interest in the Quest Two and now extending to the Quest Three has nothing to do with the metaverse. Yeah. In the traditional sense. Well, that's because the metaverse doesn't do anything. It, right. it isn't anything. They need to make the metaverse something that act, people actually want to use, that has a use. Because currently or it's build it's experiences around the device and let the metaverse become those experiences naturally. Sure. And I think, and that's, I guess that's, that for me is the larger narrative is show me, I mean, Let's just say it. Show me how Beat Saber is going to be that much better on the Quest sure. 3. Yep. Show me how plugging this into my PC and using it as a true VR gaming setup is going to be better. Than, like, Show me all of those things and then let those become the narrative over time where I think the problem is they tried to build the house 
before they had any floor plans. Yep. That's exactly they, what it is. They, they just don't... built a big tilt wall with mm-hmm. no interior structure. They you know have what I mean? no idea what the metaverse is and they named their company after it. Right. So somebody needs to figure out what it is so that we can start make actually making it rather than it being some ephemeral, this is a place you can gather and do something, you know, like they just don't know it. There isn't anything, any substance to it right now. Right. And I just, I, I look at it as maybe take a beat on selling me this concept and instead sell me the experiences that are going to become the foundation for the concept where we all look up one day and say, wow, eight or 10 times a week, I'm suddenly throwing this thing on and doing these things. And when you take the sum totality of those experiences, I'm now spending two or three hours a week in their metaverse Mm -hmm. without selling me on a concept at all. I'm suddenly participating in their end game. I mean, they, they need, they need the killer, the killer app, the killer game that just ignites everybody's fever to get into that headset and you can't stop playing it. They need their 2005 world of Warcraft. They need like, you know, they need something like they need that moment for their device. They need some sort of an experience in that device that you can't get anywhere else that you can't do anywhere else that blows everyone's mind and you can't stop. You can't get enough of it because right now their experiences are so limited. You go in, you spend 15, 20 minutes in there and you're like, I got a headache. I'm done. And then you don't go back for a little while. They need something that really pulls people in for a long period of time. And even beyond just gaming, though, like my whole thing is like they constantly want to sell us on, well, here's the metaverse. So yep. here's all of your meetings. Here's all of your, like, here's here's all the things. Here's your whole nine-hour workday in a headset. No. Nope. Nobody wants to do that. Absolutely not. But you know what you could do? I'm just going to pick on one example. Build me the best collaboration experience I can have with someone a thousand miles away. Yep. I think about how you and I work every day. Build me the experience where if you and I need to literally look at something together. If as we if need to be the in same, the same room together. Yeah. Yes. Build me that micro experience better than anyone else has figured out how to do it. Mm-hmm. Don't then try and sell me all my team meetings at the same time. Don't sell me all my webinars. Don't sell me how I'm going to meet with all my clients for the rest of forever. Because as we've talked about, guess what? They all enjoy it when I come in and shake their hand. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, Keep your hand sanitizer nearby. That's yep. how the world still works. Yep. So don't solve problems that people don't want to solve yet. Solve a problem I do actually have where create a micro experience that builds out into, wow, we've now found a way to work together that we've never been able to do before. Now suddenly it's like, well, the next time we have a meeting, wouldn't it be really great if we were in you know, the, the, that use case for these yep. digital worlds starts yep. to build. And they tried to sell us the whole world before they ever sold us the first room. Yep. And that just, anyway, that's what I, I, that's what I'm hoping to see out of these events because again, we already know plenty about the device. Yep. So what else is there to do? I mean, I'm hoping it's not just going to be, we're here to talk about all the stuff you already know. I'm hoping it's to build the use case for why is this thing better other than it's thinner, lighter and faster. That's all great. That's spec sheet. You can email me that. Yeah. What are we having an event for? And I'm hoping the event is going to be, here's all the reasons why this experience is going to be superior. Now, please give us $500. Right. Yeah, we can hope. All right. And then there's a short gap between this and the next huh. one, right? Uh, one, a thing called one short night of sleep. There you yeah. go. It's because the next day, um, holy caffeine, because Amazon's going to have one of their launch events on September 28th. And I do like, I mean, Amazon does some cool stuff, but man, when they have an event, they do, but they make 400 of them at one time. Like I just, are we going to get the Alexa pen this year? Is there, maybe there's already an Alexa pen. I don't know. Who knows? I can't keep up with it anymore, but, but really am we're going to spend precious little time on this because I couldn't begin to, to rattle off what we think might be at this event. Yeah. All, it's it's going to be it's, all things. I mean, because they own how many companies now that they're pumping out products for? Them. Yeah, Nest Ring, like all that stuff is all them now, right? Oh yeah, they're so, they're um, yeah. you know they they bought Roomba, right? Everyone okay. forgot there about that. Yeah. Um, I I still don't even begin to know how that was allowed to happen. But anyway, <laughs> that's totally not the episode we're having today. Um, there's actually not much more to say about the Amazon event other than there's going to be 
400 devices announced. Mm -hmm. If you so much as blink, you're going to miss five of them. Yep. Some are going to be available to, to purchase five minutes before the event started. And some may never show up, but some will be invite only that may never show up at all. Like Amazon does a great job of doing the gamut. Right. I give them that. They did credit. that with that, like what that Fido bot or whatever they had, or the, the robot Astro robot. Thing. Astro, yeah. They're like, expected to invite only. New one. Yeah. yeah. And they're, they're expected now. I mean, I, I don't know who wants a dog robot in their house. I like, I like my dog how he is. Yeah. He pisses me off, but. Is I this can't. one quiet? I might, I might upgrade. Well, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're obviously going to see tons of stuff across echo and yeah. you know fitness and home kindle, stuff probably and all that kind, yeah. kindle um what's it called um oh my gosh i'm blanking um but the, like the echo show stuff like just all yeah. all the above yep. fire all things alexa is there a piece of plastic or metal that they can put a speaker and or camera into and have it be alexa that yeah. that that's, that's what, what the do. event is going yeah. to be yeah so we'll see that's you heard it here first, the Alexa toilet seat. Here we go. If it's golden hovers, I would be so <laughs> pissed. But no, anyway, um, not last. It's last for us today. But I mean, not last. There are more events again this fall for yeah. sure. There's probably ones in that week that we just missed. But rounding out this group of five events from like the big ones that we know that we cover is google's pixel 8 launch event on october 4th and this is the one we alluded to earlier where they've basically showed the entire device with a 360 degree virtual review everything like we've got everything on this it's and like yet they're the still calling second it a time announcement. in three of it's like the second time in three revisions where the leaks have been so egregious they've just given up and said here it is here's the phone yeah just <laughs> you guys are right go. here it is <laughs> here it is yeah i mean so um, they got somebody in there who's just taking their spec sheets and like photocopying them and sending them out to all the reviewers early but it gets people excited about it i guess people are looking at it people are talking about it they're discussing it in advance of the event so it's it's having the effect that they want it to have so it's i'm just know. trying to i'm just trying to unlock what that pixel is in such a weird place to me yeah because i've given up on trying to understand what google's play is because you can only tell me so many years in a row that this is the year that we're taking Pixel seriously as a business. Yeah. Because if it were a business, they would have been selling the building by now. True. Yeah, I mean, because they're losing their shorts on this one. If we, yeah. if we treated Pixel as a business, they'd be bankrupt. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. They're, and they're, they're I, fine devices. I mean, I don't have they're any good problem devices. with devices. I, I mean, got one, I, ev- what is this? This is the... That, four? That's the four. The, four the one that I sent I you up in my hands that, right That's now? a four. Yeah. I've got a six here in yeah, the building somewhere. somewhere. I just sent a seven pro away as a trade-in for one of the Samsung devices we had yeah. on the on the show a couple weeks ago. Like I've been participating in Pixel since it was Nexus. Like right. I've said before, I had a Nexus one. I had a pre-ordered Nexus one. It's still on a shelf in my office. Yeah. Like Google's participation in the hardware space with Android is critical like i don't want pixel to go away i want pixel to mean something right they need to they need to you know because we always do this they need to take a page out of apple's book with the way that they handle their devices but they can't because of the fragmentation that exists they can't sure they can't say you know if they had done what they can't do it because of samsung let's just call it what it is exactly it's you know Android suddenly means a lot less without Samsung in it. Yeah, very true. And, I mean, and really, you yeah, take it, Samsung off the board, the whole landscape changes. It really does. Yeah, and it's just that they they make they make great devices. They really do. But the problem is, Samsung, their biggest competition, makes a better device across the board. In my opinion. Yes. I yes. mean, just without without a doubt. Well, they make and you a just summed device. it up though, because you can say the same sentence two ways, and they both mean. They're both accurate. Samsung dot 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 their biggest competition, right? And Samsung dot 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 their biggest com- um customer, right? Yeah, they're making money from it as well. That's the right. that's the double edged sword. Their of this biggest whole customer yeah. is their own device's biggest competition. And again, I get the parallels. This is not different from Microsoft and Surface. How Microsoft's biggest customers, Dell, HP, Acer, Asus, all the OEMs. 
that's that's both the surface's competition and Microsoft's biggest some of their biggest customers. Yeah. But I don't think any of them quite reach the fever pitch of you take any one of them off the board. Or I'm sorry, back on Microsoft's side. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, what are they going to do? Go make Linux laptops? Sorry, guys, not the year of the Linux laptop. Just not. <laughs> still isn't. Still not. Um, but <laughs> 20 years later, try, still not the year of the laptop. Yeah. You, you try and picture an Android phone landscape without Samsung in it anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, some days I enjoy that because maybe LG still means something. Yeah. Maybe like Moto still means something. Like maybe some of these brands that are long gone. I mean, they all still make phones. So not all of them. Many of them yeah. still make phones. Do they though? I don't know the last, yeah, although the last time I saw one. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. No one. Yeah. When you see people walking around the streets with a phone, you see one of three phones. So yes. Yeah. So I just, I just want, I want Google. I want the meaning behind Google's we are taking Pixel seriously to be to mean more than yes, we made a big ad buy for the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. Or we we did a big billboard campaign in New York City. Like okay, cool. They need to do something that makes people meaningfully want to get into their devices and stay in. I want this phone because blank. Yep. That's what I want. It does X better than any other phone on the market. And they don't have that. I can't that way. Yeah. In in that way, it's not unlike we were just saying about the Meta Quest 3. Show me why. Show me the experience on this device that's better than its predecessor or any of its direct competition. Yeah. And build me the reason to go buy this phone. And it can't be you're getting flagship level features for $200 less. People don't care. Nope. On a date. Not for $200. I mean, we've talked about it before with, with some of the Apple devices and some of the other Google devices. The processors that are in these devices can do everything you throw at them and still yes. have still have headroom. And okay, great. So you're giving yeah. me even better processors that I'm not using. That I'm not using. You know, so it's, yeah, you know. But it's more just like, they're they're not going to, the, the fact that, ooh, yours is $799 and theirs is $999, it's not enough. No. The market has decided that's not enough. When everyone's subsidizing their phones, I mean, the majority of people, you said earlier, they just you alluded are. to it earlier, pay cash. Great, if you can. Most people are not doing that. Are Most people are rolling it in, subsidizing it into their phone plan. I do that because yep. it's just easier. You know, I pay yep. a little bit every month on top of my phone bill and I get a new phone every two years or whatever it is. It, oh, you know, it's don't, don't mishear me so. either. I, as my, I, I love paying cash for things. You throw me a way to get something at 0%, I will use someone else's money all day long. And that's right. what the market is built to do right now. I run the math every time. If I can give you a stack of dollars and I get the device, I will do that. If I can give you a smaller stack of dollars over a period of time and it costs me nothing to do that, not a yep. penny, I'm going to do the second one. Yeah, for sure. And and that's, you know, they they can throw this all they want at us, these new devices with the flagship features and everything, but until they give us some kind of a meaningful experience that we can't get anywhere else and they lock it in. That's the way they make yeah. this take this seriously as a business. Their device needs to do something nobody else's can and they need to keep it in their house. And I just don't, I don't think they know how to do that well, with the way they run it currently. I, I hate to even bring it up, but I think it's, I think it's important in the narrative and it's a good point and it's a good place to wrap up. Also, I think it's important to the narrative to address the Google sized elephant in the room right now in, in the pixel community. Cause I've been following this as I am a or active participant in the pixel community. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you were even following this at all. So two generations ago with the Pixel 6 lineup. Right. Again, I mentioned I have a Pixel yep. 6 Pro. I remember when you next room. I remember when you pre-ordered it. Yeah. Um, I didn't end up doing this program, thankfully. Um, they had the opportunity to do what's called Pixel Pass. Yeah, that's where right. for a certain number of dollars a month, you got the phone, you got some services, you got all these things, you got value for your spend. Mm-hmm. It was a cheaper way. And I again, I didn't end up doing this, but you could get the device a bundle of services for a fixed cost over two years. And the cherry on the top of that arrangement was at the end of two years, you rolled forward into the into whatever you know, the two generations. Comes. Basically, you leapfrogged whatever was happening next year. So every two years, you were going to start the cycle over again and basically be moving into a new device every two years. Here we are, not even, because this happened several weeks ago, so it was yeah. not even two months 20, out. Yeah, 20, 22, 22 months. months. Yep. 22 months into a 24-month program, Google announces we're discontinuing the Pixel pro, uh, the Pixel Pass program and no uh, trade-in trade-ups are going to be accepted. Right. So no one so ever got the chance to trade in. Not a phone. single person on earth. 
Yeah, they cut it off program. on the eve of ever even having this. It's not like a couple people that were the earliest adopters got to sneak in first. Zero people. Yeah. Zero people got to do the thing that was a tangible component of the thing they bought. Yeah. That's and shocking. I, yeah, I feel like there's going to be repercussions for that. That's, um, you know, I'm, it's well stored. I'm not a big regulation person. Yeah. That's investigation worthy. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure it's in the T's and C's. I'm well aware we all sign our lives away every yeah, time we you know true. click to accept on these devices. But that is be better, Google. Yeah, that's sh- shady at the very least, and at know, possibly minimum, yeah. it's shady. Yeah. At worst, it's downright nefarious to your customers. Yeah, absolutely. That was um, a, that was a very underhanded move on their part. At the barest minimum. You let that sucker roll through 30 days after the new device. You let the earliest adopters of the Pixel 6 get on with a Pixel 8, and then you shut their... You don't don't offer any new ones. You don't offer the program with the Pixel 8. You let those people that bought your phone two years ago reach the full realization of the thing they bought. Yeah. Period. They probably... Be better. The only thing I can think of is they did this because they realized there wasn't going to be a huge outcry because nobody signed up for it. And I get that too. You know, they probably hadn't very few all people actually sign up for 13 it. people that were involved yeah. are all crying in a corner somewhere, but it just, it's, I hate to be this person. It's the principle of the matter. It is. Yeah. And they're just going to get away with it. And that's just that it is the most recent and honestly, one of the most tangible examples of Google's empty, constant, empty promises. Yeah. We make jokes on the show all the time about, are they just going to launch it with a new messaging app? Are they just going to sunset some service that no one ever used? Except that every time that happens, there are people that use that service. Mm -hmm. There's probably people that liked it and they constantly keep the, the the churn of their own fan base has to be so through the roof because you get people that the, the, the people that do lock onto these services, they enjoy them, they use them, but it's just not enough to justify keeping it around and they get the rug pulled out from under them. And that happens. I don't ex- go back to, I expect these companies to make money. I expect them to be in business. I don't want them to keep unprofitable things in service. Right. But when your go-to is to make 20 unprofitable things yeah, that's and piss off 20 small groups of people, there might be a pattern of force here that right. you want to if, address. If Google stopped, picked you know, took their top 20 and then picked three to five of them and concentrated and all their efforts on those and gave them the time they needed and the effort that they needed and didn't split their attention 20 ways. Maybe they would get some successful long-term things, but they can't seem to do that because all they want to do is just keep throwing things in 20 different directions and trying to see what sticks and nothing's sticking because yeah. they're not putting the time in. So yeah, it's a, it's a special one. So, yeah. so lots anyway. of stuff coming up in September. And and yes. after, but especially Pixel, in like yeah. concentrated so Pixel, in September. Yeah, P- Pixel Pixel in October. Um, there will be some other Pixel related devices, yeah. um, likely some you know earbuds and things like that. It's going to yeah. be a Pixel event, so we'll we'll see what comes out of it. So, quick recap: Apple coming up next week on the twelfth. Microsoft with some Surface devices uh, about a week later on the twenty first, a week plus. Um, few days after that on the twenty seventh with the MetaQuest V um, MetaQuest three VR announcements. Um, Amazon the next day, buckle up for the you know two or force of devices, yep. and then rounding out this round of devices and launch events will be the pixel eight event on October 4th. So, um, we alluded to it back at Samsung. It's real. Now we're on the clock. It is, you know, the tech season gadget season, you know, it's here and it's, it's one of the most exciting times of the year for the industry, for sure. All the new stuff is coming. I will say, I think more so than ever, I feel like we kind of know, like, I don't know what, but then you, all the you also never know. But yeah. yeah, but you also just never know who's going to come out and, you know, I'm going to borrow a phraser. Who's going to one more thing us? Yeah. You know, what, what, who might just walk out there and, oh, by the way, we got this. And I'm always yeah. the eternal optimist in that yeah, front. I want for, for that from every one of them. Yeah. I want that surprise. I want that thing that we didn't see coming or that feature that, you know, I want, you know, just, just to give Google some, some, some credit, I want them to walk out and say, remember that Pixel 8 we told you about? Here's a thing you didn't see coming. Like, I yeah, want that. that I great. want that moment. Um, so I'm hopeful. 
I'm excited. Um, on that bombshell, I'm going to go take another round of cold medicine to try and sound <laughs> more like a human the next time we get round to this. And also because if it's tech season, my body is apparently not prepared. Yeah, so, um, prepare to hear us talk a lot more about this stuff in the coming weeks too. So yeah, if if yeah. if the lack of sleep leading up to this was enough to knock me out, um, yeah, we ain't seen nothing yet. No. Nope. So. Here we go. Oh, uh, we are excited. Um, we are, you know, going to be covering it again. I guess I should circle back to also, just because of the lineup we just mentioned, we're we are likely not going to be covering each of these events in their totality individually. Um, based on the schedules, we will cover them either individually or the ones that are multiple in a week. We will cover we'll multiple in a week, yep. and um, you know, we'll we'll just take it all in stride, and then expect to hear as the devices start to land. Obviously, some what's in the box coverage, and just you yeah. know, getting hands on with these devices. So we, you know, one of the big imperatives we've always had for this show, help people understand what they're potentially spending their hard earned money on. Like that's that's really the thing. You know, I we joke about it, but the things I've bought that I shouldn't have. And <laughs> I've said before, I, I do that because I want to participate. It's what I, it's, it's what I enjoy yeah. to do. But the other reason is I enjoy then being able to turn around and tell people don't right. do it. Keep yeah, or it in your pocket. You, you got to do this. One or, or the yeah, other. Go, yeah. <laughs> go, go sell something. Go do it. You, you need to, you need to be in this moment right now. So both, both yeah. ends of the equation. We're going to get both out of some of these events. There's yeah, going to be stuff definitely. where it's like, just steer clear. There's going to be other stuff where it's like, no, this is a game changing device. This is going to be meaningful for people. Here's the experiences it's going to bring. So yeah. I'm ready with for that. It. On that Amazon truck sized bombshell of devices. Go. Can you tell I'm just not ready for the Amazon no, event? I just, I don't think anybody is. It takes me yeah, hours be, yeah. to come down from those. But anyway, with that, anything else, anything else you have to wrap us up? No, that's it. Just prepare your wallets and, uh, and get ready and, you know, save your pennies, go buy some ramen. Cause it's going to be that time. It's going to get lean for the fall. And if you want to hear <laughs> us talk about it, uh, just a whole bunch before you buy something, uh, stay tuned. Cause it's coming up. That's it. It's coming up. So, uh, with that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. <laughs>